That was awesome. Amen. God is a God that answers prayer. He brought my wife back. Amen. As I told you, don't pray for her. Pray for me. I survived the week without her. That is a miracle. Amen. That makes him a survivor. I was sharing this morning, it's so good to be on American soil. Amen. I don't, I don't eat sushi and raw fish and all those delectables they love over there. So uh, I just ate a lot of vegetables, praise the Lord. But it was all good. And... Uh, we do not fear anything. And uh, there's a lot of fake news, Amen. too, because um, they reported by, to the news all over the world that Japan was closing their schools. And I was walking, taking my walks every morning, and I was walking with all the kids to school. So that wasn't true. They're in school. So... Um, it was awesome. The people got blessed. Uh, the young people were just jumping up and down, and we were leading them in uh, dance, you know, and song, and it was just awesome. They really uh, were blessed. A lot of inner healing went forth, a lot of deliverance, and people's lives were changed, and that's all that mattered. Amen? Yes. Praise God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for answered prayer, for bringing my wife back. Thank you, Jesus. But Father, we turn our hearts to the word now. Thank you, Lord. Father, bring revelation and understanding and clarity. Uh, bless the word tonight as we apply it to our lives. Instruct us, reveal to us, encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. A priest dies and is waiting in line at the pearly gates. Ahead of him is a guy dressed in sunglasses, a loud shirt, leather jacket, and jeans. St. Peter addresses this cool guy. Who are you? So that I may know whether or not to admit you to the kingdom of heaven. The guy says, I'm Jack. Retired airline pilot from Houston. Peter looks at his list, smiles, and says to the pilot, Take this silken robe and golden staff and enter the kingdom. The pilot goes to heaven with his robe and staff. Next, it's the priest's turn. He stands erect and booms out. I am Father Bob, pastor of St. Mary's for the last 43 years. St. Peter looks at his list says to the priest, take this cotton robe, this wooden staff, and enter the kingdom. Just a minute, says Father. That man was a pilot. 
He gets a silk robe and golden staff, and I get a cotton, sta uh, cotton robe and wood staff? How can this be? Up here, Peter says, we go by results. When you preached, people slept. When he flew, people prayed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That is true. Tonight um, is kind of a refresher for things we already know. Like this morning we talked about remembering our weapons of warfare. And the key this morning was we need to add wisdom to the blood, the word, the name, praise, worship, uh, fasting, the different weapons. You need to add wisdom because that is greater than all the weapons of war. And wisdom is greater than strength or power because it tells us what weapon to use when. Uh, but tonight, I want to share something about the house of God. It's a simple teaching, but a refresher. and something you can take home with you and yeah. fill in the blank. Amen. And I've asked several of the preachers here and pastors to help me with this word. Amen. Yeah, um, let's start with first. Well, why is it popping? First Corinthians, first, first Corinthians 6, 19. A familiar passage of scripture. What? Know you not that the bo your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, uh, which you have uh, of God, uh, 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 and you are not your own? You, uh, 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 uh. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. What's in you? Holy Ghost. But you have of God, and you are not your own. Stand up. Go to three or four people and say, I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so are you. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so are you. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so are you. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so are you. Now, don't sit down yet. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost, and so Now go back to these three or four people, or three or four people, and say this. You better be good to me. Because I'm a temple of God. You better be good to me. Because I'm a temple of the love. You better be good to me. Because I'm a temple of God. So the house of God is where? In me. Amen. Say in me. Okay. Let's start with number one. Say, God's house is where God meets with his family. Ah. Say, family. The blanks are his family. Fill in the blank, it's his family. Now, uh, say, I'm part of the family of God. Look at the person that can say, hi, family. Let's look at the scripture. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Dr. D. Happy birthday. Everybody say, happy birthday. 
Thank you. All right, well, praise God. Uh, we're talking about the house of God is where uh, we come together with God's family. So I was looking at Ephesians 6.10. It says, as we have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto those who are of the household of faith. And those of us that have given our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, a household is that place where members of a family dwell. They live. And so when you come here, we the members of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come here to worship him and magnify him. And then we're to help meet each other's need because we are family. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bless you and thank you that you, because of Jesus Christ, has made us a part of the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that we're sons of God. The word of God tells us, hallelujah, that we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but we have received the spirit whereby we can cry Abba Father and so we thank you and praise you that this is where we come together as a family in Jesus name Amen Amen give the Lord a clap offering God's house is where we meet with his family number two God's house is where we worship and praise Fill in the blank there is worship and praise together. Worship together. I mean, I like God. to praise the Lord by myself in the morning when it's quiet. But together. Say together. No, no, no. Say it right. Together. You getting there? One more time. Together. Okay. I know there's time for praise alone, but there's a time for praise Together. Psalm 22, 22 and 25. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. Oh, and brethren. Somebody's got else's in the room. Not by you and God only alone. There's a place for that. But then we're talking about the house of God. In the midst of the congregation. <gasps> in the midst of the congregation. Will I praise thee. In the midst of the church. This congregation. Didn't say at home. Amen. I will praise thee in the congregation. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. Oh, there it is again, the congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. Mm. Dr. Tom, I, I'm not, would you come and share what God's placed upon your heart about worshiping together in the house? Amen. Everyone say, Wow. Everybody thought, anybody thought about the wonders of worship? The wonders of worship. Listen, did you know that worship is not something necessarily that we do on stage? It's not a style of music. It's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Worship is a lifestyle. Let me tell you the number one way to worship the Lord. Do you want to know what it is? Does anybody know what it is? The number one way to worship the Lord is obedience the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice and father would would long for us to obey him so there's a quick story I want to tell you there's a man who's driving down the road and he's been praying to hear God's voice and God speaks to him and says hey son I want you to go in the store and buy some milk so he goes and buys some milk and uh, 
as he's going down the road, he says, God, what do I do with this? He says, turn here down this street. And he goes, no, that's just me. And he passes up the street. And he comes back to around the corner. And God says, turn down this street. So he turned down that street. And he said, pull over here on the side of this road. He said, walk up to this house. He says, God, the, the lights are out. There. Nobody's home. He says, walk up to this house. So he walks up to the house, knocks on the door. And this guy comes to the door saying, what are you doing here at my house? He goes, um, I bought this milk for you. He the guy ran to the back of the house, then came back with his wife and crying baby. He says, we were just praying to the Lord for some milk, and you brought it to our door. So listen, whether it's a gallon of milk, amen, or to lift your hands in the sanctuary, we're to worship the Lord in the spirit of his holiness, amen. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some do, but encourage one another, especially now, as the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. Say, worship together. In the house of the Lord. Amen. There's a movement against churches. And we need to be aware of that and careful that there's still a place where the church heals, delivers, sets free. And there's something about the congregational worship. One will put a thousand in flight, two put 10,000. What does 50, 60, 200, 300 people do? That's why there's anointing uh, at some of these meetings. Many hymns. Some of these, the anointing of worship is so powerful because there's so many people. The increase in the anointing. Amen? But we do great here in this house with a great worship leader, Dr. Tom Ray and team. Come on! Everybody say together. Together. Number three, God's house. Evangelist, God's house. is where the way of salvation is taught. Let's look at these scriptures, please. The way of salvation. Fill in the blank there. Salvation is taught. 2 Corinthians 4, 5. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Amen. And the other scripture? Philippians. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Pastor Lance. Thank you, Bishop. God's house is where the way of salvation is taught. Paul says here, the way of salvation is taught, which makes me think that this is a lifestyle. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a story we just tell. But what's taught here is the way of salvation, the lifestyle of salvation. In 2 Corinthians 4 or 5, Paul says here that we do not preach ourselves. It's not about us. Come on, tell somebody, it's not about you. Come on, tell them it's not about me. But it's all about Jesus. The way of salvation is about and through Jesus Christ. Even Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by me. And as Bishop just said, that we're living at a time where uh, there's so many sad things said over the media in our nation. And so much uh, of fear-driven information is given. But glory to God, we are part of a house that teaches the way of salvation. That teaches about Christ Jesus. And that teaches us to the point where, as Paul said in Philippians, to work out your soul's salvation with fear and trembling. Come on, tell somebody else, you can't just talk about it, but you got to walk it out. Come on, tell them again, walk it out. Amen. Give a little clap offer. I believe these things. Amen. Say God's house. God's house is where we find comfort and strength in time of need. You know, uh, this morning I was uh, touched. Pastor Gina mentioned to me, Maria's here in service. And uh, we just surrounded her with love and prayed. Is she here now? Amen. Where's my Maria? Let's do it again. See, she was engaged. And Pastor Pete is looking down from heaven now. And we've been surrounding her with comfort. I've been having people call her, pray with her, and just encouraging her. Let's gather. Come on. Let's gather all around her and let's pray. Once again. It's a place. God's house is a place of comfort and strength. Dr. D. Pray and share a few words or whatever God gives you. You're leaving. It's yours now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray and lift up our dear sister, Maria God. And oh my God, you are touched with the feelings of her infirmity. And so God, because Jesus know what it is to lose a loved one in the earth, I thank you that he can relate and he can identify in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're just so glad, God, that you are the God of all comfort. And we, her sisters and brothers in the Lord, God, represent your comfort, represent your care, represent your arms, represent Jesus ever living to make intercession for her. And we bless you and we thank you, God, that you you continue to walk with her through this that the enemy will not be able to take advantage of her during this that father glory she's going to walk through this thing and get to the other side in the name of Jesus Christ and I thank you God as we plead the blood of Jesus over her heart over her mind over her emotions over her body I declare that this thing will not make her sick this thing will not make her or cause her to go down that she will live God in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ, and we praise you for it. Amen. God's house is a house where we find comfort and strength in time of need. Amen. Share something. Let me give you the scripture for that. Amen. The scripture for that, Dr. Cheryl, would you read that, please? But my God, I'll read it, shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, praise God. You know, all the church is, uh, the Greek word for that is ecclesi, uh, 
And so that just means God's called out one. And we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. But the church is the place that we gather together. Church or temple is what's called simply an assembly. And so and a congregation. And we're here. And a good reason to be here is that we receive comfort and strength. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and uh, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying or building up, strengthening, amen, and comforting the body of Christ. And then I like verse uh, 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. When you come to the house of God, different one of us have different parts, and so we get to supply that part that God will have us to give unto one to another. And it says that every joint supplieth, because he's talking about the body. Every part of the body, the household, has something to do according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Make an increase of the body until the edifying building up of itself in love. Amen. Say, fill in the blanks there. Cheryl, give it to us, please. Comfort and strength is number four. Say, comfort Comfort. and strength. In the house of God. Number five. Number five. God's house is where we learn how to live. That mm. blank is live. And let's look at Psalm 119, 104. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Pastor Lance. Amen. I learned to live. Amen. No, it's Pastor Scott. Dr. Scott. Oh, that's yours, Pastor Scott. Okay. I don't know what they're going to say, but praise the Lord. We learn to live in the house of God to learn righteous living. Amen. Wow, I was overlooked. I'm going to let you in on a secret. I was born at a very young age. And I could do absolutely nothing for myself. Now, most wives in here think your husbands can't do anything, but we can, we choose not to. (laughs) Yes. Now, growing up, I had to learn how to live. I had to learn how to crawl, how to walk. Prior to that, all I did was lay there and go, wah, 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 wah. And my mom took care of me, right? We have to learn. When we come into the house of God, this is the place where we learn. When we give our hearts to Jesus, our, our nature is to do wrong. That's right. See? I still have a tendency to do wrong because I'm a middle child and I love to instigate. Mm. I admit it because nobody here will repeat it. But when we, when we do wrong, we have to be corrected. We have to be taught how to live. Our nature is to do wrong. We come into the house of God. We are fed the right food. We are fed the scripture. We are taught. We are trained. We are brought up and we are taught how to live for God. 
No longer should we go around going wah, wah, wah. Now it's time to praise him and to glorify him and to walk alongside of him and allow him to teach us and to train us. And I'm going to tell you this. This is a house where they teach you and they train you. And I thank God for the parents of this house that he brought me here to help train me in the next level of how to live. Say, Lord, lift your hands and say, Lord, Lord. teach me how to live in this house so I can be a light to the world. Amen. All right, number six. God's house is where we meet those who care about us. That blank is care. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Dr. Scott? Oh, can we put that scripture up again, please? Yeah. Whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Friday night, I was sleeping, preparing to go to work, and my wife called me. Her father had been rushed into emergency. We've had, over the past several months, between her mom and dad, we've had him in and out of emergency several times. My wife called me crying. You need to get here. I don't think dad's going to make it. Well, it turned out that he had a, a, a UTI, and it, the infection in his body was messing with his mind. He was totally out of it. Because he suffered, the entire family suffered. Yeah. I came in, I didn't go in the room immediately, I stood out in the hallway and I began to pray. I began to thank the Lord because by the time I got there, he was already alert. When one member is honored, we should rejoice with that member. We should learn to lift one another up. We should care about each other. The scripture says for us to teach us to care for one another. We should not be, whoa, they should not be doing this and that. I should be doing that. We should be rejoicing in what we're doing That's because good. each and every one of us have a job to do That's for good. the Lord. That's good. When one hurts, we all hurt. We all hurt. Right. When one rejoices, we should all rejoice because we learn in this house how to care for one another. Amen. All right, number seven. Say the house of God. The house of God. The house of God is where? Come on, say the house of God. The house of God. Is where God's word is revealed. Second yes. Timothy 3.16. Let's look at this. A familiar passage of scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Different Pam. All right, Pammy. So, divine inspiration is revealed only by divine inspiration. And thanks, Scott, you took my stuff. Oh, you're ah. So, um, We'll go to my dad in the hospital. I, um, my sisters and I walked into the room, and the, the gal that 
takes uh, blood pressure and all that was just coming out. And I said, so how's my dad? And she said, oh, he's fine. We were talking and chatting. And I looked at him, and he was slouched down in the bed, and his ball cap was down, and, and his head was down. And I thought, is he dead? Because it looked like he was dead. So my sisters and I jostled him a minute, and, and, and he opened his eyes, and he said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go. I, I, I don't want to go. I'm all, Dad, where are you going? I, I, I don't know. I don't want to go. And he repeated that and repeated that. And I finally said, well, Dad, if you're going to go anywhere, because I thought he was dying, I said, you know Jesus? Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life. He, 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 li- he lives in your heart? Yeah. So Jesus was revealed to my dad that night. Amen. Come on, give a Lord a clap offer. Amen. You know, you're going to see my former pastor. Uh, actually, the only pastor I ever had after I was born again. Now, I had pastors before and others, but I wasn't a Christian, a real Christian then. I was a head Christian. I was a, I was a CEO. You know what that is? Christmas, Easter, and special occasions. Amen. When I became born again, I only had one shepherd. And I sat under him for seven years. And then I started our church. He'll be here in like three weeks. Dr. Leonard Gardner. What an awesome man of God. He revealed the word. And opened up the word. You bring your sharpest knife, a couple forks, and a couple spoons, and you're going to have some filet mignon. When he opens the word up with revelation, and he opens it up, it's just amazing. He will be here. Uh, but... Uh, 22nd of this month. That's our, our anniversary. Yep. Amen. Praise the Lord. What's All next? Right. Number eight. Proverbs 22, 6. God's house is where we get God's help in two things. Guiding and the other blank. Children. Guiding our children. Karen? The scripture, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way you should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Read that fill in the blank again, Cheryl. It's where we get help in guiding our children. So, I um, asked the Lord how for his wisdom when raising our son. And uh, one time when he, he did his first act of disobedience. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, I love, 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 love. He's still in diapers, you know. And the Lord said, are you going to correct that? And I said, well, you know, this is going to be hard, God. He said, but it's not about your feelings. It's about his growth and his, you know, correcting the negative behavior. So I warned him twice and he looked right at me and did it again. So I give him his first little swat on his diaper and, you know, and my heart was killing me at that moment. You know, um, so, I mean, the, to bring correction uh, for negative behavior and also I, I really 
see the importance of a true leader leads by example and not just uh, speaking down or condescending or uh, my mom taught me that she she talked to us kids like we were precious human beings you know and I raised our son that way and um, Dave and I when we would go through hard times we would all the three of us would gather together and pray and what do you in the Lord's what we would all be in a circle and he'd be seven eight nine ten what do you think the Lord's saying you know and and so we just would we lived God in our home and um, when he was I don't know four or five I said I was talking to him about the Holy Spirit and I said you know he's like the wind I took his Kleenex you see the Kleenex move he said, yeah. I said, that's who the Holy Spirit is. He said, I want that. Amen. You guys have done a great job, too. Awesome. I, I had to learn how to discipline children. I grew up, my parents were born in Italy, but raised here. And my father was somewhat of a violent man. And so I became violent later. But growing up, he, he would, uh, I, I received a few, uh, I was, never hit me unjustly, but I did something wrong. Sometimes he got extremely abusive when I did something wrong. Like throw up at a family wedding because I was drinking too much alcohol and embarrass him. You know. One time I said, you can't get me. I locked myself in the bathroom door. It was wood doors, big thick ones. He kicked it in, came after me. Because I mocked him for a half hour. I mean, he, a little violent. So I had to learn. And I, I was taught how to discipline my girls in the house of God. Yeah. You know, uh, we always, I keep a paddle. I have it in my office even now. It's this big. It has a handle. I found it in the horse barn of our church before this one. was the Assemblies of God building. It was a horse barn they converted to a church. Amen? And that was in the background, we, the back of the parking lot. We tore it down. But when we bought it, it was there. Tore that building down, asphalted, and I brought it into the main building. I kept that paddle. So I would never discipline. I had to learn this. I learned this in the house of God. I don't discipline for spilled milk. I don't discipline for motor skills. I discipline, like Karen said, when it's direct disobedience, or they know what they're doing is wrong, and they do it. Bree, uh, one was in church this morning about once a month. The other one about once or twice a year. My firstborn. But you know, Bree, don't touch the electrical socket. Go put a finger in it. Bree, don't touch it. Then come out. I explained them what they did wrong. I would paddle through. I'd break that spirit of rebellion. Okay? They usually came with tears. Then I would hold them, physically hold them afterwards, and pray changing them. You got that? Now, I didn't, that wasn't raised. I wasn't taught that. I was revealed that into the house, in the house of God. So you discipline, discipline through, you hold physical touch and you pray change. Bend over and grab your knees because it's coming. Everybody say amen. Yeah. And, um, yeah. uh, and Cheryl would do this. She knew I was right, but she'd go with the pedal. I, I just let it go. She'd go. 
can't. I said, let it go. Give me it. Bam, boom. That was not a child beater, but, but, but I would hold him. and I'd cry sometimes. It would hurt me just as much. But I wasn't raised that way. It was revealed to me. It was taught to me in the house of God the proper way. Discipline. Because you get these people, I don't believe in physical discipline. You believe what you want. I'm just going to believe on this. There's a place for it. Not for motor skills. Not for spilled milk. But there's a place for it. Amen? All right. That's enough on that one. I'm going to get myself in trouble if I keep talking. Everybody say amen. Say the house of God is where? All right. Number nine. Where we can give support of kingdom work. The blanks are kingdom work. Proverbs 3.9. Pamela. This is one of the reasons why people don't come to church. One of the reasons. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Mm. Yep. Well, I was kind of in a hurry. I wanted to get up here before you finish the scripture. Go right on. So, kingdom work. Yeah. You know, beating your child is kingdom work, right? Because you want to. I had a paddle that had the, one of those paddle things, and I kept it up on my refrigerator for my daughters, and all I had to do was take it out and say, Want to do what I want? You're going to do what I want you to do? They kind of were obedient. But kingdom work here for me is um, bringing our ties into the storehouse. Um, So our ties, whenever we bring our ties, they take care of all the building stuff that we need to get done here. Um, the benevolence, that's also ties, offering, and seed. That's what the kingdom work is for. Um, we can't outgive God, and we have to give to God, give to the kingdom work. So there's all kinds of stuff. There's media that we have to give to, benevolence, the building, uh, missions. Missions is really big on my heart. Um, Yeah, so you pick one of those and give. And we have, like tonight, our second offering was for missions. You know, that is the offering. The tithe is your 10%. Anything over and above your tithe is offering and seed. Kingdom work. Amen. Um, Tithe, seed, and offering. Amen. Uh, I don't have time to break into that, but we bring that into the house of the Lord, our first fruits. Amen. It's in the house of God where that is revealed. Number 10. God's house is where we support the pastors and church leaders. The blanks are pastors and church leaders. And I believe Dr. Tom's going to address this. 1 Thessalonians 5. 12 and 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Amen. Uh, about 30-some years ago, God called Dr. Jerry and Dr. Cheryl Piscopo to start this ministry, Evangel Christian Churches. And that made them the shepherds or the, the leaders of this house. 
Okay? And since being here, they have placed other leaders in the house. Now, I want to share something with you. Uh, Just because he is the pastor doesn't make him any better than any of us. Amen? However, there's a hierarchy in the body of Christ. There's a head and the neck. Meet the head and meet the neck that turns the head. Amen? But there's a, there's a part of the body, right? Every part of the body has its function. And God has placed on them the mantle of the leaders of this house. Amen? And then the Word of God tells us in, in uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 1, everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority come from, comes from God, and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. Amen? So uh, there's uh, a way things flow. And if you have a better idea, guess what? You can go and start your church down the street. But here, there's a leadership, right? And it's not better, but it's right. Amen? So we submit ourselves willingly. As we submit ourselves to God, we submit ourselves to the God and our leaders in this house. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we submit to each other. So Dr. Tom is the leader over worship. And we submit when Dr. Tom says, we need to do this. We want to do this. We sub- do you get what I'm saying? Everybody is honoring everybody. So nobody is better than anybody. That's right. If you come to me with a little uh, complaint about music, I'm not going to handle it for you. Where am I going to send you? Dr. Dr. Tom. Amen. Amen. If, if, if you've got a problem with one of my office staff, you can see Chaplain L'Oreal, raise your hand. She's the manager. Everybody say amen. It's her issue. Everybody say amen. And I'm down the staff, the teaching staff, or whatever it is. Uh, we have to learn to practice that. Yeah. Not come to the head. Go to the head of that department, department or where people are accountable. We want to bypass mm-hmm. the structure in the body. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, <coughs> praise the Lord. That's right. It's good stuff. Say the house of God. House of God. We have to support The house of God another. is where it happens. The house of God. See, some people don't want to do this. They don't want to be accountable. They don't want to pay tithes. They don't want to, to, to worship with a bunch of people. They, 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 they want to be alone with Jesus. Now, there's a place for that at home in your devotional time. But there's a place for congregational worship. You study the book of Psalms. It's overwhelming. Overwhelming. He commands. The Hebrews, he commands us over and over and over and over and over and over. Over and over and over again. He commands us in the congregation, the temple, to worship. Not just alone at home. You can do that in your own devotional prayer time. But there's a praise for congregational worship. Well, actually, if you understand Hebrews, his presence is in the mist and comes down among us. Amen. And I just want to add one little thought to what Dr. Tom expounded on, too. That scripture says to know those that labor among you and are over you in the Lord doesn't say that 
the pastors sit on some throne with bodyguards on each side and you can't touch them and you can't come up and ask for prayer it says we're to know each other that implies relationship you're to know your pastors your leaders you just you know you can't walk around thinking I can't touch them I can't go up to them I can't talk to yes you can in this house I don't know about other houses but you can in this house Amen. Now, most of you know we have a group of chaplains we also have a group of churches that we oversee across America and even overseas and I deal with some of the problems with those pastors okay and um, there's some pastors out there that have great anointings to preach, pray, and prophesy. And behind scenes, they're watching porn or they're committing adultery on their wife. There's things that, 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 I don't know, until that's delivered out of them, even though people are attracted to the anointing, they've got not... To know their pastors. I, we all make mistakes. I'm not talking about making a mistake. I'm talking about a person's active in their sin. A leader. You want them to lay hands on you? If the pastor's sleeping around? You want the impartation of that? But he's anointed. And he can preach, pray, and prophesy. I want to know those who lay hands on me. Amen. Now, when you're at an altar call, God protects you. Anyway, let's go to the next one. I'll leave this one alone. I'll be, say, Pastor. Yes. Say, Pastor. Pastor. Be nice. Be nice. Lay, it down. Lay it down. Next. <laughs> All right. Number 11. Pastor Lance. Psalm 1914. In God's house is where we meditate and pray. That's the two blanks. All right. Look at this. Amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the words of my mouth. It is so important that we watch what comes out of our mouth. Come on, tell somebody, watch what you say. Watch what you say. Not only does... Psalms 19, 14 speak this, but Mark chapter 11, verse 27 says that when you pray, believe that you receive what you ask for because you will have what you say. If you keep saying negative stuff, you will have negative things. If you speak defeat, you will have defeat. And the meditation of my heart, not only watch what you say, but even the thoughts that you think. Because what you think about all the time is what you will become. So from this day forward, stop saying you're defeated. You're not good enough. You're not adequate. You can't do it. You can't make it. You can't uh, earn it. That you cannot handle this. But start saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. Meditate on that. 
Amen. And God will give you the strength to do it. Amen. I, I want to say right there, Pastor. Uh, you got two hands, right? Everybody here has two hands. Put one over your mouth. One on top of your head. Pray for the thoughts and the words of our mouth. For all of us. Father, help us tonight to set watch over our mouths. To be careful of the words that we speak and make sure that those words are edifying and seasoned with grace. That the words that we speak are building up and not tearing down. Father, guide us by your Holy Spirit that lives within us so that our thoughts would be on things that are good, that are pleasant, that are lovely, that are praiseworthy, things that are edifying, and that help us to think and to meditate on your word both day and night. Hallelujah. To guard our tongue and our mind. And that we not be conformed to this world. But that we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Bishop, can I real quickly say something? I just wanted to go back to Psalm 119. And I had to say this to you. That when I was growing up, I grew up in a church that was so deeply spiritual and religious. That they banned women from wearing wigs. They say, wait a minute. Why can't women wear wigs? Show me that in the scripture. And the pastor went to the scripture says, Psalm 119 and 104 said, God hates every false way. Oh. That was a joke. But then they told them that they could straighten their hair. They couldn't just wear it curly and kinky. Because he said that he would make the crooked straight. Oh. <laughs> Bishop's I, rubbing off on Pastor Lance. You, you know, uh, uh, several years ago, I had a spiritual daughter. She just went home to be with the Lord about a year and a half ago, two years ago. But uh, she heard me on the radio. Oh, this got to be 20 years ago. She came out. She went to our Bible school. She started the church. She was the senior pastor. Her husband was a keyboardist. She carried the burden for the church. And um, a dear daughter, I go out there a couple times a year and preach for her. Dr. Dar, you've been there to preach for her. She's now in heaven looking down. And her favorite scripture was this right here. And I learned from her to repeat this several times a day. Because those thoughts come. Words slip out. Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. May the words of my mouth, my teach my heart be acceptable in my sight. My Lord, my God, my Redeemer. And I'll say that several times a day. Sometimes two or three or four or five. Sometimes 10, 20, 30 times a day. I'm in the shower. Thought will come. Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Cleanse my mind. May the words of my mouth, my teach my heart be acceptable in my sight, O oh Lord. Her name was Pastor of Solid Rock Church, Sherry Beeler. Amen. May the words of my mouth, my meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. She was a hairdresser and a wonderful, wonderful woman of God. Amen. Number 13. See, in the house of God, wow. I learned that scripture. It was presented in the church services. Amen. I learned it from her originally 20 years ago. She went to my Bible school, graduated, and she brought that verse out to me, made it alive. Amen. Number 12. God's house is where we have two things, fellowship and communion with our brethren. Fellowship and communion. Acts 2.42. Yeah. 
And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Oh, God, did we have fellowship here. Wednesday nights, 5.45, so everybody say food. Now it's been moved to 5.30. So stay 5.30, say food. Food. And we got fellowship again on Thursday nights. What time Thursday nights? 6.00. And every service after Sunday morning, Sunday night, we got cookies and bottled water. Amen. Every day. We need fellowship in the body of Christ. Yes. The world's a rough place out there. A lot of it's a pack of wolves. And when we come together, iron sharpens iron. We strengthen mm -hmm. one another. And there's times where, just in conversation, God can just move through the conversation to minister whoever you're talking to, or vice versa. And you walk away, you're feeling strengthened, you're feeling encouraged, you're feeling uplifted. It's all about the body ministry. God doesn't want a whole bunch of John Waynes. God wants body ministry for encouragement and building up. Amen. That's good. Give the Lord a clap off for an amen. See, the house of God, again, I'll say there's a movement. Oh, don't get up. Don't push through. Don't come to the house of God. Don't come to church. Give yourself a break. You've had a hard week. You've got to go back to work tomorrow. I'll tell you, there's sometimes I get up on Sundays, I don't want to come to church. But you know, when the doors are open at Zion, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday, we were in two Bible schools at the same time. I owned and operated an automobile dealership. I had 30-some employees. I oversaw and inherited my father's dealership. Still, I was there Wednesday morning, Sunday night, Sunday morning. And then everybody would leave at 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Service was over. I would stay with pastor and catch and listen to what he would pray. I'd stay and listen sometimes to the elders of the church and how they would pray, what they wouldn't pray, and what they would pray. Okay, Everybody... Out the restaurant, church was over. It's something to eat. I eventually get to the restaurant, amen. My stomach eventually got fed, amen. But it was in the house of God where I learned to pray by listening, by watching, by seeing. And then I would ask questions at certain times. Amen. You know, um, on fellowship and communion, we don't, you know, we complain if we got to drive 20 minutes to church or 40 minutes. So, like, when I was in Japan, uh, Dr. Sun, Fannin, she'll be here in May for the women's conference and to also preach here on Sunday. But uh, she was headed to Myanmar. She had to switch out. She couldn't go to Korea, so she was going to Korea to Myanmar, but then she had to go straight through to Myanmar. Myanmar is a little place, very poor. Uh, the pastors don't get any training. So they didn't know if they could get her into Myanmar. And so she had to call uh, Pastor Joy there, who is one of her spiritual daughters, and say, I don't know if I can get there. I'm doing my best. But she goes, oh, you must come. She said 50 pastors have left their homes three days ago on foot to get here so that you could teach them for three days. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, but we complain about a 20-minute drive or whatever. 
three days on foot to get to the village so that she could train them. I said, Lord, forgive me for ever complaining. Amen? Hallelujah. They needed that fellowship, and they needed the communion of the saints. Amen. Last one, Psalm 84.4. God's house is where God gives his blessings. Say, thank you, Jesus, for the blessings. All right, Dr. Scott. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. Dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Selah. They that dwell. What does the word dwell mean? It means to dwell. It means to stay. It means to live. It means to be there, to be here. I just got convicted. Thank you, Dr. Cheryl. Because I'm the one who complains about I'll never drive 30 miles to church. And we do. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to be here. Walk three days to dwell in the house. One of the greatest sermons I heard preached here was by prophet Tom Morrison. He called it the ram's horn anointing. He talked about when they anointed Saul, they blessed him with a little dabble do you, that little drop of oil. But when they anointed David, they poured the oil of the ram's horn, three to four feet, saturated. When we dwell in the presence of the Lord, we are saturated in his presence. How many of you ever been inside the store and it starts to rain, you look out and you see your car? And you think, if I run to my car, I will be drier than if I walk to my car. Anybody? You dodge the raindrops? I tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> Either way, you're going to get what? Wet. Let me encourage you in the house of the Lord, in this house, and we have praise and worship to be here and dwell in his presence and let him saturate you with his spirit. Let him pour it out on you. Let him drench you in his spirit. Dwell in his presence. It's not time to run out. I love what you took my thunder. It's time to stay. It's time to be in his presence. Not to hurry and run out, but dwell. Dwell in the house of the Lord. Dr. Scott, would you all lift your hands? And I pray a blessing in the house of the Lord over you. Blessing means increase and prosperity and many other things in different ways. We pray a blessing over all of us, me included. Father, we thank you. Your mercies are new every morning. Your grace never runs out. The Jehovah Jireh provides all that we need. Father, tonight I pray a blessing over this house. 
over those who are watching by live stream, over those who are part of the EACM, whether inside the four walls or outside the four walls, we put a blessing because of our bishop and Dr. Cheryl, because of the leaders you placed upon this house and the blessing and anointing you placed upon them. We transfer that anointing to your people tonight. We ask you, Holy Spirit, open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain. Let it rain and let it rain. Let it pour out upon us, Lord. Saturate us and cover us in your presence. Saturate and cover us in your spirit. Meet our every need. Not our wants, not our desires, but we thank you for meeting our needs. And tonight, we glorify you for what you have done and what you are doing and what you will do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I receive it. And the last scripture, one we've all been looking for and waiting for. And sure, you're going to read this in the uh, NIV and the KJV. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Look that up in another version as I pass these out here. I have a few of these left called loving it, living it, the word. And praying it's the word. declare the word. I'm not selling anything. I'm giving these away free. Amen. Uh, if you didn't get one this morning, come now. I have. Come. It's free. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to have these. Help you. These are written in the first person. And when you read them, you're literally declaring. Read them out loud. Okay. Declare the word. Say, Amen. House of God. Say it's the house of God. Say house of God. Say, it's the house of God. It's the house of God. Say, it's the house of God. I've only got 12. Say, it's the house of God. i got a few left. House of God. Say, the house of God. i got three left. Maria. Say, the house of God. Amen. The house of God. I have two left. Everybody and now get we one? keep... Saying the same thing over and over, but decree the word. You're going to see miracles in your life this year. This Anyone is the else? year. It says some people have stopped meeting with the group of Christians, but that's not good. Finia. We should all continue to meet together. We need to help one another to be strong and brave. That is now even more important because the Lord's great day is coming. If you know that the Lord will return soon. You know the Lord will return soon. That was written over 2,000 years ago. The Lord will return soon. How much sooner are we now than 2,000 years ago? We're in the second day. I really believe. I talked to Apostle C last night. I really believe. I don't think it's. No man knows the day or the hour of Christ's return. But I don't think we've got 200 years left on this earth. I only got 150 left. I would be absurd to put a date on it or a time. But it's very, very, very near. Let's rise above all the things. And day is approaching near. I want you to watch this clip as we prepare. 
I was reading statistics the other day. They said 80-some percent of people don't go to church anymore. They're either just home watching it on TV or whatever. That's not good. And if they were having problems 2,000 years ago, people wouldn't meet. How much worse has it gotten? Amen? So uh, the, the house of God is where it all happens. Amen? Watch this clip. Amen. You know what? Welcome to First Trinity Unity Community Church of the United States. How can we feed you today? Hi, I'd like a 25-minute sermon and some upbeat worship music, please. Nothing too crazy, though. And I don't like to stand until the very end. Certainly. Please drive forward. Have a blessed day. No standing until the end, right? Of course not, sir. Here at FTU CCUSA, we get your order right the first time, every time, all the time, and on time until the end of time. Have a blessed day. Welcome to First Trinity Unity Community Church of the United States. How can we feed you today? Uh, can I get some children's ministry, please, with games? Please? Lots of games. And, uh, can I have some movies, too, but please, no VeggieTales, because, girls, I don't like the VeggieTales songs. They get stuck in my head. Okay? Um, then I'd like the multicolored fishy crackers, please. Not the plain gold ones. We've got those at home. Okay, we've got those. We've got those. Um, and uh, a cry room. Do you guys have a cry room? Certainly. Okay, can I get uh, a leather chair and surround sound, please, in my cry room? Certainly. Have a blessed day. We want the new bunny Welcome to First Trinity Unity Community Church of the United States. How can we feed you today? Who's teaching? Pastor Wilkes. No, I'm not so crazy about him. Oh, I, I meant uh, Pastor Johnson, of course. Sorry for the mix-up. That's more like it. Now look, I don't want any of that Old Testament business today. I want to focus on the New Testament. Well, of course, sir. The Old Testament God is me. I mean, he is a lot happier now, so let's focus on the present. Certainly. I want some creative illustrations. I want to laugh a little bit, but not too much. I want my communion crackers broken for me with 100% with 100% natural grape juice. I know that stuff last week was from Ken. You think that's honoring to God? No, sir. Of course not. I didn't think so. And I want to feel encouraged and uplifted and affirmed this week. And look, I want some healing for my bunion. And... I don't want to be challenged too much, just a little bit, okay? Because I'm challenged enough during the work. Certainly. This is a safe place. A happy place. I'd be a lot happier if you had, if you had something in the fifth row or so. Certainly. That's what I'm talking about. Have a blessed day. First Trinity Unity Community Church of the United States. We get your order right the first time, every time, all the time, and on time, until the end of time. How can we feed you today? Oh. 
You have something to say? I don't know where you found it, but that was great. We have another short clip, but comment on this one, Cheryl. No, that was awesome. That was a clip made out of David Wilkerson's ministries. Who's now going home to be with the Lord. My favorite was, can I have children's ministry with lots of games? That was great. You know, um, in God's house, there's something about in the family of God. Being together. And um, this afternoon... We got out of morning service. I raced home, let the dogs out, raced out the door, and uh, it's good to be with the family. And uh, last night we were preparing both these words. And the Holy Spirit, as we were preparing this morning's word and tonight's word, um, something just said, you know, you have to go to Clairvaux. I knew I had to go there, Bishop Clairvaux, like I did last year. And they had food and fellowship, so I brought an offering last year and food and fellowship, and you know. So, but something last night just clicked to get a hold of her. At ten o'clock, at ten fifteen at night, I found out that I'm the guest speaker in the afternoon at the luncheon. Now you understand, Clairvaux is a very prophetic very anointed woman of God. She's got a ton of preachers there. You know what I mean? You got 10, 15 at night. You got two words to preach the next morning. You, you, you got no time left. You got to get up at 4 a.m. to get ready for Sunday morning to prepare my own church service. And you got a bunch of preachers. You got to be on your tiptoes. And I get there. And I've preached for her 10, 12 times over the years. And I always preach on the main level, the main floor. And sometimes she has food out in the lobby. I have never, ever been. Her building was built in the early, I think 1920, 1921. They started construction in the late, like 1918 or something or something. It was a Packer Plants showroom. Back then, dealerships had factory showrooms. Okay? They had dealership franchises, but Chrysler used to have Jefferson Assembly. That was their... You could go show them, you buy a right from a factory representative. Didn't have dealerships or franchises. Hers was the, the only Packer plant they had that was owned by Packer Motor Car Company, and the salesman worked directly for Packer Company. So I get there, I've never been to Menzine. You know where the Menzine is? Menzine, whatever it's called? It's up two flights of stairs. Up like 17, and then up like another 12. And they're the old-fashioned. They're about this steep. So I, <laughs> all the way up there. Amen. I got all these preachers hanging around. But it's good to be in the family of God with people that you love. And I felt at home. Then I came <laughs> all the way down. And the next time if she invites me, I didn't know. 10, 15, last time I found out that I was speaking. It was just like the last couple of years, just food and fellowship, nobody spoke. She decided to have a guest speaker. And you imagine if I wouldn't have responded to the Holy Spirit? Praise the Lord. One last clip, and we'll call it a night. Tom, would you come? 